Hello, welcome to the Bone Robot Games podcast. I'm here once again with Isaac. Hello. And we're going to talk Elden Ring this time. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it, dude. Is that okay? Say say dude, what it is. I'm just going to say it, dude. To say it. I'm I'm going to have to say it. Uh, open world games suck, dick. I agree. I think that they sacrificed too much making this open world. The, the, it's the first thing I have to say. The horse is boring. There's tons of empty space. It makes the pacing and the level management dog shit. Now that that's the first point because when you look at other things, if you if you want to, you can grind obviously in Dark Souls one, two, three, whatever. You just have to like find an area that gives good souls and kill the thing over and over and over again. But that's like regardless of how the developer plans it, right? If you want to get overpowered. That's your choice, and you go back and you do something like that. But there is, like, no level pacing currently for this because you just get to stuff and you're not sure if you're supposed to be there yet or not. Yeah. Yeah, and that was an issue sometimes in earlier Dark Souls games, but it's a lot more significant in Elden Ring because there's giant fields of empty space. You can just travel the horse. Yeah. Well, the, the, the way that's balanced in, in Dark Souls games, and I always come back to Dark Souls 1 because it's the best one, but obviously you start at Firelink, you don't know if you're supposed to go down the hill to the, down the elevator, up the hill, or down through the graveyard first, right? And if you go to the graveyard, you're immediately met with a bunch of strong, constantly respawning skeletons. And so you learn quickly, okay, that's probably not the way to go, right? And But still, I mean, there's a little bit more, like, if you want to talk open world, this is, like, more open world than than Elden Ring. Because if you know the game and you're strong enough and smart enough, you can go right down there. You can be the first thing you do. You yeah, can run you past can a bunch of people. Yeah, pinwheel immediately. Exactly. Pinwheel could be the first thing you fight. There's no reason not to, except for, like, you're, you're unprepared. I think that's a much better open world than just having a, an open expanse that says... Go what it go wherever do anything. Yeah. That's not real like interaction. Yeah, I think that the best open world game ever made was Super Mario sixty four, and it's because it was an open world, but it had the feel that every open world wants, where you have like a, a world to explore, and there's something in every nook and cranny. But they did that over the course of like every level that they had. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Actually, you want a better like hub world. Where you have the main castle where you can dig around and there's a ton of secrets to find. But then when you go into each level, it's pretty linear. Um, but something that I always think of is like, you know, Elden Ring is linear. Uh, open world games don't even really exist because you have to kill like... Yeah, if, it's a myth. If, unless, you're, unless you're sequence breaking or doing crazy stuff, like you still have to beat right all the, the great lords or whatever to get their special runes because it won't trigger certain things in the game you have to do certain events and you most likely have to do them in the order that everyone else is doing them because you guys are all like everyone's leveling up together and that's where they programmed you to be at that area yeah it's always like that in every game like yeah it's always linear it's just whether or not they dress it up it's the problem i've always had people say that certain final fantasy games like 13 and 10 are linear but they're all linear. They're all linear. What are you talking about? Every game is linear. That's what I'm saying. Even this is linear. Like, every, no one was saying, like, oh, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I went and did this, I went and did that. But no one was beating – everyone was beating the bosses in the same order, right? They were beating Godric yeah. or whatever, and then they were beating, you know, the girl in the tower, and then they were beating 
I can't remember their names anymore, dude. It's so unmemorable to me. I <laughs> well, I haven't even played it since I beat it. Um, who who's the big Radon or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then they go and beat Radon, and then obviously like maybe those two are interchangeable, but not by much. And then you go to the end of the game and and you beat you have to beat the fire giant, and then it teleports you to the crumbling Pharaoh Missoula, and then you have to beat. The Godskin duo there, and then you have to beat the Malaketh, and then you can beat the game. But you still have to then go and beat. You have to go back through the Ashen Capital and beat. What's his name? I can't remember their fucking names, dude. Like the guy, God, the other Godric guy, the the buff one, and then you beat the game. And so it's like th- there's this fake. There's this fake illusion of, of open world. But then at the end, now here's another thing that always bugs me about these games. And this is a problem through every Dark Souls, maybe with the exception of Dark Souls 1. Every Dark Souls, it comes a point where you've basically reached the level where leveling up does nothing for your stats because it costs so many souls to level up. Yeah. And then all that's left to do is beat the game. So it basically at some point turns into a boss rush. And once I get to this point, I go, well what point is there for me to fight any enemies? So all the worlds that they've intricately crafted become dull because now, you know, by the time I got to fire giant, like I, I literally rode past everything, got to the fire giant. Cause I knew that I, there was a boss somewhere here that I had to beat rode through the entire place on my horse, got to the fire giant, beat him, got to the crumbling Pharaoh ran past everything. There's like dragons there and secret stuff. <laughs> Don't give a shit. I ran past <laughs> everything. I knew, I knew that there's going to be a grace right outside the boss fight so I can save scum it. Yep. And, I know I, the only thing that the only boss I need to beat to progress my game is that boss, you know, so go to the grace, run past the enemy. There's like a knight right outside. Who cares? Never fought him, ran past him, beat it. Um, and then after that, it sends you back to the Ashen Capital. I ran right to the end. You, you beat the boss, you beat the boss, you beat the boss. That's it. So it's like at some point it becomes less, like they're in the beginning. It's like a, a knight is fun to fight. Right, like when you're just out in the open and you walk upon all those Lothric. What the, they're not Lothric knights, dude. I just keep. What the fuck is the name of the places in Elden Ring, dude? I don't know. <laughs> it's so non-memorable to me. I'm thinking of. I just keep thinking of Dark Souls three stuff. Those are Lothric knights, but whatever the fucking knights are in, whatever. I, what, what are the places called? I can't remember. Drank leg. Drank. No, no. <laughs> you got me for a second. But that's again, again. There's no memorable. I don't know what they're called. But you fight the knights in the wherever in the first place right and like in the in the beginning every fight is super tough but then later on it's like yeah i could tank a hit but also this ai can't chase me down before i get to a bonfire or whatever yeah and so that's the 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 those are two huge drawbacks with like open world sucks and then the end of the game it still has the classic dark souls end of the game feel where leveling up doesn't get you enough so there's no point in doing it no point in gaining or losing any souls because you're not going to be spending them to level up you have your entire end game equipment all of your stuff is maxed out so what else is there to do except for do a quick boss rush and beat the game yeah so the end yeah, is ex- just significantly exacerbated in Elden Ring because you have a horse yeah legitimately run past everything with no trouble whatsoever yeah and then, like, you have, again, since I don't, like, the balancing is just fucking off the rails because I had, like, 13 or 14 flasks by the end of it. And I remember being, like, and it was, like, plus seven or plus eight. And I had an insane amount of vigor. So I was healing, like, you know, a huge portion of my health thing. But it didn't even matter because I could just chug two really quick and get to the top. So that, you know, in, in the other Dark Souls games, I remember, like, 
having to, I remember being like, fuck, dude, I have like three flasks right now or whatever. Or you start with five and, and I think in three you start lower with three. And I'd be like, oh man, I got to like, I got to find more. Where are they? And it was like such a treat to find, right? And this one, it was like, oh, they're all, it's so corny, dude. There's a, there's a seed in every church, broken down church or whatever of America. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, you can kind of see them on the map. And if not, you would just ride around until you found one and then get free items that you that were very helpful. Yeah, there was there was never gated behind anything. You could just stumble across them. They'd be right next to each other. Like, why are there two churches right next to each other? Is this mm-hmm. my hometown? What is going on? Exactly. And then, and then you get the the healing item. Like, oh, now I heal more. That's a huge buff. And it's just like this is so weird. It didn't feel like uh, it's like I will say that I had fun playing the game. I put like 120 hours in it across like a file. But another problem is. I beat the game. I went back in with my character because I really liked him. I did some extra stuff that I hadn't done, fights and bosses or whatever. But then there was a point where I was like starting another file. I was like, let me try it. I didn't get to use any magic. I had a strictly strength build the first time. Let me try some magic. And I got like, I don't know, 20 hours in. And I was like, yeah, this beginning portion is a slog to get like, I have good magic on my other character, but I can't use it. I don't want to go through that painstaking, like building a character mode again to get the good magic on my second build and use it. You could respect. I could respect. But then there's nothing to do. Exactly, but I respect after I've beaten the game when I'm next level. And then then what do I? I just go and fight. New Game Plus, isn't there? I guess there is. That, That New Game Plus is extremely boring to me and has no value whatsoever. I guess if you want to do that, but respec and start with magic from the beginning, but that's it's it's like weird to me. New game plus has no bearing on me whatsoever. It's very strange. Why why wouldn't I just start a new game file? But also again, because in a you game don't want like to get all your stuff. Yeah, I guess you don't want to have to do the slog again. But in a game like this, it's again there's like it's still the same content whether you do new game plus or you start a new game, and there's that it's like. I don't have the wherewithal to go through another 70 hours to beat this. So I think that the replay value is actually like less. The replay value for me is really low because when you look at the areas and the density of like what's actually in the like the size of the map compared to how much stuff is actually in it. Mm-hmm. Like it could just be smaller. I waste so much time. Yeah. Riding my damn horse around all over the place. And then I look at an area and I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm done with this area. There's really nothing left here. There mm-hmm. can't be. Like, all this is just empty space between it. Yeah. They could really have compressed the map and made it smaller. They don't need such a big map. And it makes me not want to play the game. I'm with you. And so, like, beyond that, too, is now in Dark Souls 3, they did this where you could travel to pretty much every bonfire. But they were like, sometimes you'd have like three, maybe four bonfires in an entire area that you could find. And you still had to travel between them, and it was dangerous because you didn't have a fucking horse to blow past everything. But in this, like, you'll look just at, like, the Stormvale Castle, and there'll be, like, 12 Sites of Grace, dude. It's just, like, they're everywhere. And I think that's another level of, like, weird balance because I don't feel like there was actually, like, a failure state because it's, like, who cares? There's bonfires everywhere. You just, like, sprint past something and find another one. And it never felt like that Dark Souls feel where... And when you're trying to go from one place, I would just teleport to the closest bonfire, jump on my horse, and sprint there as fast as I can. Yeah. It's not immersive to me to have to walk across a giant, empty, grassy field. If I wanted to do that, I'd go for a fucking walk. Yeah, fast traveling and then holding forward for a number of minutes is not fun to me. It's not gameplay. Every game... I I had this moment in every one of these games where, you know... um, 
But just cause is the worst. I think I told you is the worst is the most egregious example, but it's happening in this too. I'll go somewhere and I go, I need to get to this area for a quest or whatever I'm doing. And I literally just get on a horse and hold forward and I double jump over all the obstacles and I sprint past everything. And even if they knock me off, I just use a fucking flask and get back on. And it, it really makes traveling tedious and boring and it ruins the immersion and all these cool and intricate worlds. You can just blow past them on a horse. Yeah. I actually remember a specific moment. I can't remember the part, excuse me, of the map because, again, all the names are dumb and there's too many of them. Everything's named now. So each, you know, each environment in Dark Souls 1, I remember very particularly. I mean, like everyone has, for better or for worse, has a story about, um, it's not the depths. Now I'm thinking of Dark Souls 2. <laughs> and now I just caught myself. What the fuck is the name of the place in Dark Souls 1? The poison place that we fight the, the witch Quaylog or whatever. Oh. I'm blanking. Shit. I know it. I know. <laughs> Hold on. I know it. <laughs> we'll find it. It's the poison swamp. It's not the poison swamp. I actually have to look it up now, and I'm I'm ruining my own point. Where is she? What's she? Uh, I'm, I'm going to find it. Dude, I cannot. But you know what I mean. Everyone knows. You got to you gotta fucking... Blight Town. Yeah, yeah, Blight Town. Okay. That's the name of it. So it, the word was slipping my mind but there's no again for better or for worse everyone has a blight town experience right it's like oh this cool thing happened to me in blight town but like i've already there's so many places in elden ring that it starts to like overlap i can remember one really cool moment it was very early in the game and nothing compared to it and it was when you fight um is it Godric is the first boss after Margit? Like the guy with the... he. So you get into the fight with the first boss in Stormvale Castle, the champion of it or whatever. And he has an extremely cool entrance. And then his halfway through battle sequence, he cuts off his own fucking arm with his, his giant fucking axe. And then he immediately grafts a dragon's head onto it and it breathes fire at you. Yeah. And it was fucking psychotic and cool. And no other boss has a moment like that. And it happens so early into the game that it gets forgotten because you're inundated with moment after moment after moment after moment of like similar but not cool enough you know transitions and and then it just becomes like oh this is like copy pasted work like i just feel like i'm going through the motions i'm not actually getting like diverse experiences from point to point yeah i mean most of the game to me was just a series of bosses with some dungeons that were very cookie cutter and yeah. Similar. They have some cool twists in some dungeons where I remember I watched you play through. I never found it myself, but I watched you two play through. Um, it had like a fake end room. Yeah. Like it looked like you reached the end of the dungeon. It looked like every other end of the dungeon room, but it wasn't actually the end, and there was like a whole extra dungeon behind it. Yeah. That was cool. They did a couple of those, but for the most part, it was like the same complaint. People would complain about this like heavily, like heavily criticized. I remember one of the Dragon Age games for having these same exact textures for all the dungeons. Mm -hmm. And then Elden Ring does it in a 10 out of 10. So I yeah. really don't understand. I don't understand either. I can't understand all the 10 out of 10s because I was thinking, like, we were talking about that. Like, yeah, it's a really good game. It's fun. Like, the core, it's a competent game, right? There's not, like, any glitching. and The battle system still feels fun and all that. But, like, why is it a 10 out of 10? I'm thinking 7 or 8, right? It's, it's a good game, but it's not a masterpiece. And I honestly think that it's still not as good as Dark Souls 1. And I think, like, less less is more, right? I'm going to go through off the top. I, I made a list, and this is all the ones that I, I... There might be more than this. But all of the bosses I'm about to say to you, you can repeat fight them. 
Margit, the Godskins, Crucible Knight. There's the the Godfrey and the Goldfroy thing. I don't know if you know about that, but there's you fight like you go to an Everjail and you fight a guy named Goldfroy. He looks identical to Godfrey, but he's oh wow named it's Gold G O D E F R O Y. These are just okay. ones I've encountered and I wrote down. The tree spirits obviously are identical every time too. They're just stronger. Yeah. Dragonkin, the ancestral spirit in the in Noxtella or whatever, the elk ghost thing. The gargoyles that you fight, you literally fight like the one outside of the clergy beast is the same as the duo that you fight in Noxtella. Um, tree sentinels, the black knife yeah. assassins, bloodhound knights, magma worm, Loretta, the tibia mariner, and even Astel. If you did that side quest, is there's a repeat boss of Astel. Who's like a major quest line in Ranny's quest? He's like the end boss of Ranny's quest, and he's massive and really cool. And you could just fight him in like in the dungeon later on. <laughs> I, it makes no sense. He's supposed See, the, to be the like the major problem with that is you could do it in the wrong order. Yeah. You could go into a dungeon and fight the boss, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, that was an interesting boss in a random dungeon," and then find out that you fought the cookie cutter version of the fucking super well, boss. Well, I, I did story. I did everything in the wrong order. I remember talking to people where I would fight I would like go over a bridge because I ran past a bunch of stuff and I fought one of those big mad pumpkin head guys that slammed their heads in the ground and he was really tough and I just fought him on the bridge and there was like another one right after. I was like, "What the fuck? Dude, this game's hard." And then I like found a like 10 hours later I find a dungeon and the end boss is that guy and I beat him in two hits and I was yeah, like, I "Oh, so dungeon. this is just like I just did this wrong. And so that's like, now it's so unsatisfactory to go through that dungeon and beat that boss because everything's so weak that I just dominate it. Where if I had done it normally, it would have been a fun fight, but there's no way for them to like balance that or make yeah, sure that even, first. that's another problem I have. They have all these dungeons and so many of the bosses are just a, like a, a fucking regular character. Like a dude, you just fight outside. Yeah. And I mean, again, boss, yeah, the health bar. And I'm like, this isn't a boss. Like, so, what, so I'm not even is. counting. I looked it up, but I'm not even counting like just regular enemies. I'm talking like, I mean, they're not unique, but all the like the bosses I just named, I guess like Astell and Margit and Godskins, like those are all repeats, but they also have repeats from regular enemies. Like bosses become regular enemies later. Yeah. And it's just like, and then again, like you fight like three or four black knife assassins. You fight like three or four different Godskins before you get to the Godskin duo. You, you, the first like tree sentinel that you fight, you fight like two later on. And then you fight like a draconic tree sentinel. And then you just fight like a regular tree sentinel again later. And then you fight the tree spirits, which are the guys like with the staff protecting the, the orbs that you get for your specialty flask. And they're on every tree again. It's cookie cutter, and they all have the exact same abilities, and they're identical boss fights, except for th this one does more damage. Yeah. And the magma worm was really cool the first time, and then the second time not so cool because I had already seen it, and this, and it wasn't as hard of a fight because you weren't in an enclosed boss arena. Yeah. Tibia Mariner, one of the worst fights in the fucking entire series. This thing should be fucking removed from the game. It was so stupid. <laughs> Absolutely agree with that. The gargoyles were extremely cookie cutter. The thing I hate most about Dark Souls, I always have, is when they just have like bosses that are just really big and you just chop at their ankles. I absolutely fucking hate it. It's so bad. It's not really like engaging or fun. And like they you can combat that by doing something like the magma worm where it's like a cool dragon, but it's on all fours. So sometimes it stands up, sometimes it's down, sometimes it rolls around. But like when it's just like a big guy, like in the beginning of Dark Souls 2, I think one of the first things you fight is like the last giant. And it's just a man. 
but he's very tall. And all you, you can't even see him for half the fight because you're just chopping at his ankles. Yeah, I actually I watched my roommate who's been on the podcast beforehand. He played Dark Souls 2. He played the new version I hadn't played. It's called the first sin version. Yeah, that's the version I beat. And every time he got to a, a giant fight, I was just like, wow, this looks like the worst experience ever. I don't remember it being this bad. Like every fight with a giant that was like mandatory to beat the game was just like an awful experience. And that's the same thing that they do here for some reason. Like Margit's obviously a good size, and and God, what the fuck is there? other God, Godric's a good size. You know, yeah. it's like okay, they're they're pretty, they're big, they're bigger than you, but they're not like so big that you can't see half of their body. I'd say their bigness is at that size. Their bigness, be use the technical term, bigness is. is <laughs> It's more of a, a function of making it easier to hit them at that point. They're mm-hmm. just like so big that you could you could swing your sword and hit them well. But then there's ones like the fire giant where it's like so big I can't see him. And so big that you can't like he moves half of the arena in one movement, so you just have to spend all your time sprinting from place to place, which yeah. is not fun either. It's like but they're I mean, really reinforcing at... the core gameplay loop of running forward. But when you look at like <laughs> when you look at like bigger enemies, it can be done well. I mean, look at the gaping dragon. Everyone loves a gaping dragon fight. Such a great fight. Yeah. Great intro, yeah, amazing they can do fight. It well. You it can be done well, but you have to it's not that, that has like a gimmick, but it's like there's certain ways to fight it that aren't that don't feel like you're just running over the map the whole time, right? You can actually dodge attacks. He'll run past you. You can just like he'll swing his tail or whatever. He'll stomp. You can dodge those things. But like again, there's also just giants in this game that just like you chop at their legs and then sometimes they try and step on you. And yeah. the only way that they can combat that is they go, oh, make them step three times in a row because then you can't triple dodge it. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is. I hate this. Like, I don't want to sprint my horse up to this guy, jump off of it, attack his legs. He's He turns to try and step on me. I dodge roll. It's, like, just so uninventive and stupid. They just, It's, like, big for the sake of being big and is not engaging in any way. So, I mean, like, the quality of bosses obviously drops off because there's hundreds of bosses in the game. Yeah. And, again, I think less is less more. Less is more. Less is more and something like that. So now they have to make, oh, we have 100 dungeons. Well, each of them needs a boss. Oh, we have – plus we have all the regular bosses plus secret bosses. And, you know, they put, like, their heart and soul into some bosses. You go fight Placidusax or whatever in Faramazula. It's, like, a really – that's, like, a classic-y Dark Souls feel. You have to, like, lay down on a, the side of a crumbling Coliseum and you, like – go to sleep and you wake up like in the past and the Coliseum is rebuilt and you have to fight this giant dragon. He's got like fucking like laser claws and he flies around the sky shooting like lightning clouds. And it's like a really cool and fun fight. Um, the problem is again, by the time I, even on this fight, very end of the game, secret boss, I had gotten there by the time I was like late, late game. And I was so strong that I beat him like first or second try, which is not fun for like there's bosses like every boss in Dark Souls. I don't there's very few bosses in Dark Souls I beat first try. And like the hardest ones, like the dragons just take like hours of of like trial and error until you figure it out. You can beat them at any time, but you have to like play really well for that fight. And that's great. But most of my fights at the end of the game were I had a ton of health. I had a ton of flasks. I do a ton of stagger damage and I would just tank all of their hits and beat them in the face. Yeah, I found most of the bosses to be very easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, especially compared to Dark Souls. And that's a huge flaw yeah. for a series that's been lauded as, like, the main thing. What's the main thing people say about Dark Souls? Oh, it's that feeling you get when you beat the boss. Mm-hmm. It's so satisfying. And it's not there in Elden Ring because 
I beat most bosses first try. Yeah. I beat Godfrey like third try. Like it wasn't hard. I took longer on Margaret than I did on Godfrey. I beat him or yeah, not Godfrey, man. um Godric or whatever. The whoever the boss is of the of Stormvale. I I beat him first try. And I remember I was I was on stream and Magic was watching and he was he was a Magic build. My butt shout out to Magic Man. And he was watching me fight um Renella or whatever, the 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 lady who's the queen of the magic school. And right. he was like, yeah, you might have a hard time with this. And I did the same thing I do for every fight, and I completely demolished her first try. And Radon took me a couple tries, but that's a complete gimmick fight where you just summon five people, and it, if he, if they aggro him, it's much easier than if they don't. Yeah. And the only time I really had a hard time was with he, when he when – he, it's extremely cool, don't get me wrong, but when he turned into a fucking meteor and crashed into my face, that was cool as shit. But um, it's like a spectacle gimmick fight, right? It's like this isn't a real – boss fight you get free summons which is like makes the game easy you get like free five summons and then you can also do your regular summon and then you just they all just aggro him and you just run around behind him and like he's a he's like an insane boss that would be a fucking bonkers boss if you had to solo it and and he like slides around on fucking roller skates and does all these flips and tricks and crazy moves but again i'm not gonna make it harder for myself right if you're not gonna make it hard on me I'm not going to make it harder on myself. I'm not going to just not do it for like a personal challenge because why the fuck would I? Yeah, so that that's fight's like, just a spectacle. Yeah, so that's like a, not a real fight. You know, and then, um, I mean, if you want to talk about bullshit, you go to Rykard or whatever, the snake boss, and it's just Yorm, but easier. <laughs> it's it's identical to Yorm. You, you did him, right? Yeah, I think so. It's Yorm, but easier. You walk in, and there is like literally like an item pickup, and it's like, like serpent hunter spear and you're like well obviously i have to equip this for the fight and he's like in a pool of lava so you can't really like get up to him and melee him super close and so you have to use the serpent spear which just sends out waves the same way it did with like the lightning sword or whatever you used to fight yorm it's identical it's identical and i was like yeah another fake boss that you can beat very easily because you can just it gives you the sword before the fight starts like you walk into the boss room and he doesn't show up yet until you pick it up so you could literally pick it up equip it and then go forward and then the boss fight starts and if oh, you played yeah i don't i didn't do that yeah i definitely didn't do that it's it's there i noticed the first time i was angry because i was like this is, like, I could tell the Yorm fight was happening. I was like, why would they make, like, you walk into the room and there's, like, a glowing item thing. You pick it up and it's, like, Dragon Hunter Spear. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. They're yeah, really I mean, I never fought that enemy. Oh, really? It's, like, yeah, the boss of Volcano Manor. I thought you had to. I guess I'd never, no, I never, I never got through Volcano Manor. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. So, it's, it's the Yorm fight. So, it's like, okay, you've done this already. The exact same gimmick. And you're recycling a gimmick from another game and easier and not as good and he's a cool boss he also has a cool intro where he like says a bunch of weird shit and he like turns into a snake and he's like join me and he's like being a fucking weirdo and then they do the gimmick where you you can't get i mean they, it's actually worse than yorm in another way because yorm you could just like fight if you want but this guy you like can't because he's sitting in a pool of lava so you like can't get close enough to him without taking damage so if you have magic it's whatever but like you could barely touch his tail with with melee so it's like you either have this long slog of like trying to do that for no reason or just beat him with the weapon they give you to instantly beat him no problem yeah so like all of that i mean and um there's like along with with overused bosses there's these missed interactions where when you first get to altus plateau 
um, you like walk up, there's like all these wrecked train cars and you like walk up the hill and this giant like white dragon swoops down, lands on you, fucking crashes in, spins around a cool way. Like he, he hits hard and there's a cool animation and you have to fight him. Well, two things happen. I don't know if dragons were glitched in this game, but at some point in the fight, he just disappeared. And this happened to me when I was at Ronnie's tower or whatever it's called. There's like a dragon you have to fight outside her thing. He literally like, I'm not talking like they get up and fly away. He disappeared. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on, but that, that <laughs> happened to both those dragons. <laughs> what the fuck? It was an awful glitch, but that, that happened, right? The dragon flies down. And then again, magic man was like, oh yeah, that's not that cool. It's the same way the dragon flies down in Limgrave, but I had never fought that dragon in Limgrave. It's like the first dragon you can fight. So if you like go straight and then do like a U-turn immediately and come into the swamps. I'd never gone there in the game. I never, I never went. And so there's like a bunch of stuff you can miss in there early game. But if you go up to these like a group of these dudes, like the stupid ass soldiers just walking around, the a dragon like pulls up and crashes into all of them. There's like a cool dragon fight right in the beginning of the game. But I never did it. I didn't. I never had triggered that. I never went that way. So it happened. I thought it was cool and it happened to me. But he's like, oh yeah, it happens here. You never fought that dragon in Limgrave? And I was like, no. And so. I was like, oh, well, let me go, let me go and fight him. And he was like the weakest dragon in the game and I beat him no problem. And so it was like, all the dragon fights are identical. They're not even as cool as the worst dragon fight in Dark Souls. They're like, like, even the dragon, like that dragon that's like dead, that's like hanging on the wall outside the Valley of the Drakes that like just pukes on you when you run past it in Dark Souls. Yeah. That's a cooler dragon fight than all these. The dragon fights are just... The dragon fights are just like, oh yeah, they can fly, so they'll fly a lot. And that's another thing that's boring. It's like, what do you love in boss fights? Oh yeah, when the boss flies up out of reach from everything you could possibly do and just like flies around for a little bit and you have to wait for him to do a crashing attack on your head and dodge it. It's like, this is boring. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to ride my horse around in battle and wait for this guy to fucking land on the ground so I can hit him again, please. And then again, they're too big. I, I just hit him in his back legs because... Why the fuck would I challenge him in the face where he can shoot fire at me when I hit him in his back legs and his AI reaction is to stomp on me, which I can dodge roll out of. Dragon fights in this game sucked ass. Yeah, I didn't fight any dragons. You don't really have to, and if you do, they're they're bad. Yeah, they weren't mandatory, so I just rode my horse past all of them. Yeah. There was one dragon I fought, but it like he literally uh, didn't move, and I just hit him with a bleed weapon, and I got like a free. Oh yeah, that that's that's designed that way. There's like a bunch of little dragons around that dragon, and if you kill them, it just dies anyway, and you get it anyway. So you could do it. You could just hit him with a bleed weapon and and do it, and they disappear. Or you could kill the little dragons in a fight, and then it disappears, and you get the souls either way. It. I don't get it. I don't know why that's in the game. Again, yeah, and here's and then here's like like lore and story. I'm sure it's tied to it. If I go and read all the fucking IM descriptions or whatever, and I have to piece it together, like I'm a like I'm goddamn detective, dude. But I'm not trying to play Columbo when I'm playing this game, <laughs> so I don't want to figure that out. I literally just found a sleeping dragon, killed him, and then I never had any explanation anyway. And that's the problem with like the with with the story. Elden Ring gets so many points for its story, and it's like I am not. It's like if you required the story of, of like Metroid Prime to be like, oh, you have to go through all of the fucking scans in the game and read and read every scan yeah. so you get like all the character data and that's where it has like all the secret information to know. Even then it's still really vague and you're yeah. still kinda of piecing together things that Dude can that's be with the best. 
I hate that. All the big like Elden Ring YouTubers and shit, you'll go on and they'll be like the real story of that dragon. And you go in and they're like, this piece of armor tells the story. And then you look at the piece of armor and it's like, this dragon is the mother of dragons. And then it just says nothing else. And then, so they just extrapolate 50, like that means that this and this and this. I'm like, well, where do you see the rest of that? And they're like, we don't. And I'm like, oh, so you just made up the rest of it because they don't tell you. Yeah. They just make it all up. The story is made up, and that's why everyone loves it, because they just fill in the blanks, and they're too stupid to realize that you can't do that. So, that I mean, that's boring, though, right? Like, what you, I literally, we both literally walked up to a sleeping dragon and killed it for souls. Like, that's yeah. such a fucking glaring oversight. Yeah, it was a, a dumb, game dumb thing. Because I was just like, the thing not going to hit me back? Well, you, know, you don't even have, like, weapon degradation in Elden Ring. Exactly. So it's not even like my weapon's going to break from hitting it a thousand times. Exactly. And then so when you look at something like in Dark Souls 1, if you have a if you're in between two bonfires, right, and you know you have to go there and you get really close to it but you keep dying, you have to fight your way through because you can't really run past stuff. There's going to be hang-ups, there's going to be ladders or the way the thing is built. It's kind of hard to run past a lot of enemies unless you're like an expert or know the game really well. But in this, I remember a specific section where I was like going to a castle and the cl- the closest bonfire was like outside an enemy encampment. And you would, like, go up and fight a bunch of enemies. There's, like, guys on top with arrows. And there's, like, those weird guys driving the giant heads that shoot fire rolling carts at you. And then there's, like, a couple powerful enemies in there. And the first time I, like, fought all of them, I was like, this is so fun. I'm having a blast. And then I got to the tower, and there still wasn't one. And I killed, like, one or two things in there and then end up, like, dying to a boss. And I was like, yeah, um, I guess every time now I'll just run past all these things because I can, like, glitch up the side of a cliff on the horse and – not have to engage any of them. And then later exactly. I realized that you could literally just run past all of them and jump over them on the horse and they won't be able to track you fast enough. And so again, there's just like so many flaws that like it could be a good game. Like take out all the open space in the game, right? There's no point for me to have to travel. Like every time you travel somewhere, even think about like Dark Souls 3, what's it called? Like the Forbidden Road or the Road of Sacrifice or whatever. That's like a huge moment in the game. You you just beat like Lothar Castle or whatever. You go down the elevator. There's that huge boss there that's tough for everyone that's like icy and it's run around on all fours and shit and you get to the road of sacrifice and you still like you get a bonfire and you still have to go through the road of sacrifice until you get to like the forest area and that forest area like Farron woods or whatever and that area is fucking dope dude because you get lost you don't know where you're going there's big crabs that are actually dangerous that come out of the thing and there's like priests shooting spells and there's monsters and there's dogs and there's guys swinging big tree trunks at you and they come out of nowhere because you can't fucking see over the next hill and it's like a really cool designed area because it's small and it's concise and compact and then when you get to the end you have to go through like all of Farron Woods and then when you get to the end you fight Crystal Sage and so you find the best path to get through the woods and you get good at killing the enemies on the way there so you have the most health and shit by the time you get to the Crystal Sage and you're ready to fight and then just don't have things like that in Elden Ring because you just run past everything sleep at a bonfire and then go fight the enemy 50 times until you kill it because there's no penalty because there's a bonfire right the fuck outside yeah like that's another thing you have to get good at dark souls games to beat them because there's a long trek i mean like think of uh nito where the closest bonfire to nito is like in the middle of the tomb of the giants and you have to yeah. run past like a lot of yeah you have to, to run past that yeah, is a fucking correct. yeah that's a gauntlet even if you can even if you know the direct path like i got good at like being able to skip most of the tomb of the giants ones but then it's like that very narrow path for a while and it's like those pillars of bones that 
come out of the ground and spin and attack you. And then there's like enemies shooting arrows from behind them. So you have to like really kite the arrows and, and attack them. And then that attacks you. So you can't get hurt. And you, and then you get to the end and there's like all the pinwheel guys shooting you and you have to go up. And then when you drop in the Nito's thing, you take damage going into the fight guaranteed. How about so Orlando, like, dude? In Orlando, you have the bonfire at the bottom of the stairs. You have to go up and go all the way around, fight the, the dudes that are shooting at you with the dragon arrow thing. And you have to find a way past them, and it makes shortcuts cool because eventually you open the main gate to Orlando, and now yeah. it's just a straight path to the boss fight. Exactly. And that's how you get to Ornstein and Smo. But it was only that one bonfire. They, you use that to go all the way around the castle and find new bonfires that you use, and then you eventually you lock, unlock the shortcut and realize, oh, this is actually the best bonfire now, the very first one for the whole area. Yeah. It's a super cool thing. It is. And they don't cool. have that because they put a million bonfires outside every door yeah, in Elden and, Ring. And talking about Anorlando again, like, if you want to summon for Ornstein and Smolt, there's, like, a giant knight right outside the door, and you can't summon because he's so quick that he'll just beat the shit out of you. So you have to kill him if you want to summon because you're not going to get away with it. Because you have to just, like, unless you're so good at kiting him in circles while your guy gets summoned but then like if you're both new at the game or even middle like this guy is gonna get summoned and then get attacked so he's gonna have to and he has to wait outside the room for you to go in too so he has to now kite that so like you you can't very easily abuse mechanics to beat things easier and every single fight that i was in i would as soon as i'd walk into the room i'd pop my specialty flask and i'd pop a summon and all the fights were pretty much trivial yeah, there's a lot of mechanics in Elden Ring that are unnecessary and weak in the game. The summoning yeah. thing, where you can just summon an enemy that just takes aggro for free. Yeah. And the crafting system is completely unnecessary and also stupid. Mm -hmm. And I would prefer the game not have it. I, I feel like that about so much crafting in so many games. In every game, there's no good crafting system. Like, what, what are you even? What is this even here for? Yeah. What's the point of this? Yeah. So all all the best shit in Elden Ring, all the best key moments and the fun things are taken from Dark Souls, and all the worst stuff is stuff that they add in Elden Ring. Yeah. Open world sucks. All the things we mentioned, repeatable bosses, like, oh, and don't even get me started. Like, I'll talk briefly about it, but, like, people think that there's, like, weapon diversity. There's a million weapons in the game, but not all of them are good. And here's my biggest fucking pet peeve. I like doing a strength build. My most recent build on Dark Souls 1, I did it on stream. I made a big, fat girl. I named her Ramen. Because the theme was we were bombing everything. And I like to rhyme. So we bombed everything. I literally got a claymore or a two-handed sword, and I pancaked every enemy I could possibly fight. And it was a complete fucking blast. I just poured all my fucking points into strength. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a strength build in Elden Ring. That doesn't really exist. So like, you'll go to like dex weapons or like, like mid-strength high dex or low-strength high dex or mid-high strength mid high decks you know there's nothing really that was high strength no decks there was like very few weapons and i got a billion weapons in the game so like i legit had to suck it up people were just like yeah you have to stop being stubborn and put points into dexterity which i didn't want to do because why do i have to change my whole build like there's not a single weapon for the build i want to do like you can have you know a faith build an arcane build the other magic an intelligence build three different types of magics right and then you also have like you know, fire and all kinds of, and all, whatever, all different types of goofy ass magics you can use. And then there's like, obviously Dex is like the preferred weapon because you could do all this specialty shit. But I love to just beat people with a giant two handed weapon. And 
there was like no weapons for me. And obviously I be, my file became prolific for this, where one of the very first weapons I got in one of the very first dungeons was a giant rusty anchor and I beat the game with it. And that's yeah. like, that's like my dark Souls stick. Everyone who knows me, who's, who's seen me play every dark souls is I find a weapon very early on. I put all my points into it and I stubbornly beat the game with it. I didn't want to, I switched to the cool wheel for a little bit and I was like, Oh yeah, the, the two handed thing is better. There's no, like, I, it's just better. It ta- it has like a better scaling. It's faster. If I'm like trying to have a fun, good weapon to use, I have to use the fucking rusty anchor the whole game. So I never felt like I can switch weapons. And again, in the earlier Dark Souls, that's cool because you're under the impression that like all of your stuff is precious and you're not going to have enough to level up two, three weapons because it's hard to do. And there's no real reason to do it. You're put your, you're classing out a weapon for your needs and what your character is built like you find one that you can use like if you can use it off your base stats you find that and then you pour your stats into to build around your weapon but this was like the opposite whereas like they give you a bunch of stats and it's like and, and a bunch of weapons but i can't use any of them so i just have a giant inventory full of weapons like whips and shit like that and i have no incentive to use them because it does not fit into my stat build whatsoever yeah yeah, that is a thing in Dark Souls games, but it is a it is a boon because I remember watching you beat Dark Souls one with an axe. Yeah, that you I, with the starter axe, the axe that you get in the prison, I beat the game with. Well, it's, uh, it's your starting class weapon. You like you oh, were was it? a I bandit or whatever or a hunter. And well, yeah, you get it in the prison because that's where you pick up your oh, weapon. Oh, got you, class. got you. But it was definitely the starting weapon. Yeah, <laughs> and you beat the game I with beat it. it yeah. And you're supposed to be able to. That's cool, but well, I did, the, the thing I did is, notice like, when I played, there's like no other weapons other than that anchor you used for pure strength yeah i and i looked dude i looked at it hard but i'm saying in dark souls one like there were a couple that were like oh if i level my strength up i could use this weapon but i never felt like i had to i felt really comfy using my weapon i was like it's already strong i don't want to switch but in in elden ring i would get like a ton of cool weapons and i was like oh these have like they have all the the weapon stances and all these like things tied to them. Like I want to use these. I want to use the stuff in the game, but I fucking can't. I couldn't use magic the whole thing. Cause I, I went into a melee build and it just felt like my build was the best in the game. People would be like, yeah, I struggled with this. And I would be like, yeah, I two handed a rusty anchor and jump attack the boss. And he got stunned from it. And then I beat the fucking brakes off him. And I did that to every boss. I think that that, more than anything, I think that's the the jump attack. Jump attack is so powerful in yeah. Elden Ring. It really breaks the combat system, in my opinion, and makes bosses trivial. That you could stun them just by closing the gap with your strongest attack over and over again. You just jump attack, roll away, jump attack, roll away, jump attack, roll away. And I was, next dude. You know, they're stunned. Yeah, I mean, I'm even more stubborn than that. I I play so tanky. I would jump attack, and they would like if it didn't break poise, it would still do like a a min, uh, like a mini stagger. And sometimes I would jump attack two or three more times right off the bat, and then it would break their poise, and I would get either another free jump attack or a full charge attack or the the parry attack or whatever. And it would just melt people, dude. Like very few bosses across the entire game do not get staggered by like three jump attacks in a row. Yeah, with the rusty anchor though, you gotta keep in mind. Sure, yes, with my build. But I'm saying like again, I something that bothers me is like 
so there's supposed to be this element of diversity and having these crazy fun builds, but I literally just took like, and the way that the dodge rolls work in this game is really bad too. I feel like it was better balanced than Dark Souls 1. It's where very like, forgiving. Yeah, you could very easily go over your load and have a really bad roll in Dark Souls 1 unless you balance your gear and i literally had like the best armor in the game at some point and i was like yeah i still don't have a fat roll and then in this one too i, I it might have been different in other ones correct me if i'm wrong but i remember in, in dark souls one like having a skinny roll is really good and then having a mid roll is okay but um it i i would like the the difference is I, it might be the same but it was like 25 percent and under an elden ring to have skinny and then like 25 to 75 was mid roll. So it was like you would have to be way up there. It was definitely have... below 50 for mid roll and Yeah. In Dark Souls exactly. 1. So you had to have less gear. So they, it's so much more forgiving. You can have way higher gear on. And what, I remember like having to use a That's why like the axe in the first one in Dark Souls 1 is so good because it doesn't weigh that much. And if I used a higher weighing weapon, then my roll speed would go down. And I also tested it live on stream again where I overfilled so i would have as much and i took off like my charms or whatever so that like i would have a high thing and it really didn't seem that much worse to have a fat roll and then i took everything off and the damage that i would take was so much more than it wasn't worth not having the armor on to have the mid roll so like it was very easy to like min max my character and then on top of like the game being easier um, my build being very easy to do it with, it really was like, it, it has this illusion again of like, oh, you can use magic, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And then the easiest way to do the game was where I did it, where you have high armor, mid-roll, high health, strong weapon, and you just face blast everything in the game. Yeah, Maybe that's I, a problem that I'm just too good at games. Maybe. That's what I was thinking before. I, I was like, oh, maybe I'm arrogant, but no, I think I'm right that Maybe the bosses aren't as satisfying to beat in Elden Ring because I'm just so much better at fighting Dark Souls-style bosses than I was when I originally played Dark Souls. Yeah, so maybe that's a takeaway from this where you and I are Dark Souls veterans. I've beaten 1, 2, and 3. I've beaten all of them several times, and I like them a lot. And uh, Elden Ring is the only one that I haven't beaten twice, and um, I think that everything in it is easier, but maybe it's because we know how to, to, to fight dark souls bosses yeah maybe we've just adapted to it now maybe maybe but that's why i'm saying though if elden ring was was dark souls 1.5 i think i would have liked it more than if it was elden ring yeah i would i would like them to get rid of this crafting system. the crafting system is only there so you can make it seem like your big empty world isn't so empty because mm-hmm. you want to so be always picking stuff up that's another thing i hate like my fucking thumb gets sore from riding my horse around and spamming X to pick up all the fucking tree leaves in the fucking world. <laughs> and then I go and I'm like, I literally never had, I, so I pick up everything the entire game. And the only time I ever had to use it was I went to the Lake of Rot. Have you ever been there? I think so. So it's, that's yeah, also yeah. during like Ranny's quest line. I'm not sure if you have to go there for anything else, but you go to like the Lake of Rot and it's just filled with rot. And I had enough like rot bulbs or whatever the fuck they were to make like 20 antidotes. And it got me through with like eight or 10 left. And then I just never had to use any of them ever again. Again, it's like they give you items to craft arrows. Well, I don't, I don't know a single fucking person used a bow build in this <laughs> game. And like, I can't craft anything useful. I don't have to craft like, um, like in, in Dark Souls 1 and 3, you have like weapon durability. You have to like have a repair box on you and all these special repair items, but you don't need that in, in this. So who gives a shit? There's not, there's like no like healing items to craft. Like in 
Dark Souls 2, you could use the healing stone or whatever. So it's like, what the fuck do I need to craft? The only thing I crafted was you can craft the uh, the finger curl thing, whatever it's called, the remedies, so that you could summon people. You can craft those. I was like, oh, I think oh, I'd yeah. earn those. So it's cool that you could craft them. But other than that, I was like, oh, this would be useful to... You can craft the buffs for your weapon that you like... Like when you put like electricity on your weapon with an item, like in the other Dark Souls games. But then that's meaningless because you can just change or add free electricity damage to your weapon at no at any cost. Time. Yeah, at the at the smith. Yeah, it's another yeah. bad thing. It, there's no commitment to anything, which again, like I I wanted fire at some point, and so I put like a fire art on my thing, and I could like you could if you use the fire art and then swung into it, you had like. 20 seconds of fire on your weapon which was the best thing ever because now i can get when i want to hit a couple people and i want to do fire i can put it on but i never have to commit to having a fire weapon which was like a big thing in all the other games where you could either have a plane weapon or you could have a fire weapon so if you go up against a fire resistant boss you're gonna be fucked but a bunch of against a bunch of other things you do a ton of damage i mean dark souls yeah. 2 specifically one of the first things you can get in the game is the the fire longsword and it's like broken in the beginning if you can you have to like fight a specialty area and you have to know where to get it but it's yeah. like very powerful comparatively because you don't fight fire resistant enemies for a long time yeah i would often have a secondary weapon especially for those it'd be like those fucking enemies that are like a like a drop of gloop they look like a drop of oil and they yeah like the, gloops, you. the gloops they call the gloops. them you to kill the gloops, they die to fire really fast because they're gloopy mm-hmm. and uh i would often have like a a dagger that was just imbued with fire that i would try to keep upgraded oh now we talk about it again weapon equipped I, I'm I'm now I'm thinking about it again. When I have a claymore on on my character in Dark Souls One, you know it was a fucking nightmare going through Sen's fortress because I literally couldn't swing it. Right. They would it would clank off the wall and I would not be able to swing it because it has like a big wide swing and I literally had to use this different weapon for that because I couldn't swing it and you have to fight those strong ass serpent guys that'll crush your shit and normally I pancake them but they would dog me in a hallway because I couldn't swing my fucking weapon. I'm a big fat oaf. And so that's like another thing. All the things in, there's nothing that's that confined. Think of a ruined sense fortress. Like you have to walk across that tiny precipice with the traps and then you get oh, to the yeah, end right. and it's literally like the length of your character in a hallway. And yeah, you Dark fight. Dark Souls was often yeah. claustrophobic, but Elden yes. Ring is the opposite. There's so many times in, in, in Dark Souls when the path was the width of your character and it was one of my favorite things about the map because that's so unheard of in games, right? It's usually like here's the big open path and you can see it and I wouldn't know where to go in Dark Souls and I'd have to explore because I'd say, oh my god, you can this is the path? I just didn't expect it because it's so narrow and so frightening. And even like in the very beginning of the game when you go up the the ladder to get into the alleyway to go to Undead Burg and it's like, or they go up the staircase and it's like the width of your character and there's a fucking enemy at the top and if you're like locked onto him, you could sometimes just walk off the ladder or the staircase because it's very narrow and tough to fight on and it's a cool feature of the game where now not only are you fighting against the creatures and, and with what you have and in your artillery, but you're fighting against the terrain because you can't roll here. So now it takes that away. Now you have to be balanced and you have to be good at dodging or you have to be good at kiting or you have to be good at shielding. And if you're not, then you have to figure something out. And it just takes that away in Elden Ring where I literally, like nothing was a challenge. I rode my horse around. I know it's a theme. We can't stop saying it, but I rode my horse past every challenge and I jump smashed everything else. And had, there's too many options. There was no creativity. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good game. I mean, it's no. a good game. It's not a ten. I mean, I exactly. It's it's a competent entry, but it it feels like they took a step back in making I it so large, agree. and 
it's unfortunate. I mean, oh yeah, I was going to say earlier, I think I got sidetracked, but when you go, when you're across like in Limgrave, when you're going south to like a castle, I remember there's strictly called like, it's like a bridge of defeat or something, whatever they call it. It's like, has a name and you go across it and there's like a guy on a ballista and there's like a bunch of barriers set up and there's like a ton of enemies. And it's supposed to be a hard fight. And I literally just rode my horse past everything. And again, yeah. I just can't help but think in another dark souls, you have to fight this and you have to learn how to do it efficiently or you're not going to be able to get to the next bonfire or get to the next boss. I mean, think of the bosses that gave you a hard time in dark souls three. I immediately was just thinking of the fair and woods again. And I was like those knights that you have to fight a bunch of them and they respawn or whatever. What are they called? The fair and woods knights guys. Oh, the, I mean. uh, Knights of the Abyss? Yeah, the Knights of the, Ab the Abyss Watchers or whatever. Abyss Watchers. Like, that's like a crazy good fight. There's so many cool fights. And, I mean, even the first fight, when you fight Gundir or whatever his name is, like, that's such a fucking cool intro fight. Yeah, it's a great fight. There's cool fights nonstop in that game. And again, I can think of one cool fight, and it's Godric. And again, most of the fights are just spectacle. Like, Gundir would just, like, literally one of his moves is he would swing his sword, and then he would, like, quickly kick you, and it was cool. And he's just like a big knight, and then he turns into like the fucking parasite guy or whatever. And that's also a very cool thing that they do in three. Um, but I think that the jump attack ruined bosses in yet another way, in that you could parry Gundir. And I bet you could parry a bunch of bosses in Elden Ring, but why the fuck would you if you jump attack him and you get the same result? Yeah. The only, yeah, the, there was like a handful of bosses that were troublesome to me, and it's because they had an insane poise, and it was one of the bosses, it was in like Radon, before you got to fight Radon, it was like a, there's like the, you fight the lion guy, but he's also with like a big crucible soldier, and the soldier like gave me trouble because you can't really stagger him, and he was like, so he would just attack me through my attacks, and I just elected not to fight that boss because you don't have to go through there, <laughs> and then I came back later when I had so much health that it didn't matter if he hit me and I dismantled him. Nice. So, I mean, again, you can't do that in a Dark Souls. You can't go do something else. And then, you know what I mean? That's where, like, if you wanted to level up, you had to level up for a specific boss, right? If you if you get stuck on the, the knight at the top of Lothric that's, like, the armor or whatever, dragon armor or whatever, if you get stuck at him, you have to grind until you can beat that boss. But I would just go and fight and do tons of other stuff until I was, like, just naturally strong enough to, to dismantle this guy because I was overleveled. But you can't just, like, you know what I mean? They're not handing out... It's not engaging to go and fight, like, to go and grind out a handful of enemies in the forest and Dark Souls until you have enough souls that you're 10 levels higher. It would take hours upon hours. But those hours in Elden Ring are done just by going and exploring some other dickhead fucking random dungeon because there's 50 of them and you're going to get the souls regardless right so it feels like you're you're not grinding even though you basically just are yeah and you get to the end of a dungeon what do you get for it a fucking a weapon summon. art that you'll never use or a weapon art yeah yeah a summon yeah or weapon i did art. like that it was interesting that they would let you exchange weapon arts between weapons for free also i liked that it adds a lot of variety to the game potentially i know they didn't realize that variety for you yeah. Well, but. they were there's no need for me to use weapon art. I had no need to use magic. That's what I'm saying like they don't constrict you enough. They don't put you in a situation where like using a weapon art would be beneficial to stun an enemy or do whatever even as a fucking gimmick. I there's so many reasons I could go through the game just with my very specific build and never have to engage the game's mechanics in any way. Yeah, I think it's mostly jump attack fault. Yeah. I don't, like, know why, I don't know why they added 90% of the ga the problems with the game are caused by jump attack and 
the fact that you made it such an open world. And I think that jump attack only exists because you made the world so large that you needed people to be able to jump all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, let's add jump attack and look at the results. It just makes everything so much easier. Yeah. So, I mean, I really want to love the game. And I think as an entry in the Souls series, if you can count it as that, it's it's a weaker one. Definitely. I honestly, like, after playing it, I, like, during the, during the gameplay, it feels really good. It, because it's... I think that they tricked everyone because everyone wants more. Like you finish Dark Souls three and you go, I would like more of that, but not Dark Souls three because I can't replay it again because I just did because it would be boring. And Elden Ring felt like that, where it's like, oh wow, it's more of the same, um, but not the same. So it's like a fresh new experience. And so they trick you into thinking it's like really good because you're like, oh, I missed Dark Souls three, and this is kind of like that, but I don't have to replay the same game and the same enemies I've already beaten. It's a new, it's like DLC basically. And then you play through it and you're like, oh, well, this is like almost worse than all those games. They changed too much from those and they strayed too far from their formula. So it's like, I'm not really sure what they were trying to do or where they're going with the with the Elden Ring, you know, franchise or whatever. But I don't know, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, when I was playing Elden Ring, I still haven't beaten it because I got to Fire Giant and like, it, I don't want to even fight it. Yeah. And it's not an unfair fight. It's not like uh, it's not like I suck at the game, and I'm just like, oh, this fight sucks so much, I'm not going to play it. It's like, I know to beat him, I just need to make less mistakes. But it's just so tedious to fight him. Mm -hmm. You have to run across his arena a thousand times, he rolls away. You got to run another fucking 40 meters to catch up to him. Get two swings in on his fucking ankles. Yeah. And then get on your horse and chase him down again. <laughs> yeah. And it's very annoying. Like, even with Better Chaos and Dark Souls 1, I was very frustrated by that fight, and it's the worst fight in the franchise, but I still didn't stop playing the game entirely because of it. I there, started playing Dark Souls 3 again in the middle of playing Elden Ring because it's better. Yeah. Oh, should we touch on that, too, where they gave up on on Dark Souls PC multiplayer for Elden Ring entirely? Oh, they yeah. Threw they, a... It's still not back. It's yeah. been months now. When did Elden Ring come out? It's like been January, so long. January, February, like a month before it came out, they that there was like an exploit on the online functionality of Dark Souls like one, two, and three that was like, or maybe just three, but there was like an exploit where it could like fucking brick your PC or something crazy, or people could like completely take over your shit. So they're like, yeah, we have to take down online until we figure this out, and they have not put it back up yet as of it's, June. It's 25th. all three games. It's oh, every is it? Dark Souls okay. game. On PC, multiplayer is disabled. Even on Steam, they took the multiplayer tag off the game. Yeah. So when you go like shopping for games, if you search by multiplayer, you won't find Dark Souls because the multiplayer doesn't work. Yeah. It's been so, six months. Yeah, the multiplayer fucked up a month before the release. They said, um, we're too busy with Elden Ring to fix that, and then they never have. So like that's another thing. Now the older games are suffering. You literally can't play with online functionality because they there's a fucking exploit that will like allow a person to have access to your entire PC if yeah. they do it. And so they had to turn it off entirely and it's been six months and they haven't fixed it. So now another reason they hate Elden Ring is they it's taking away from the actual fun playfulness of the old games. We got a Titanfall Apex situation almost here. You really do. The Titanfall Apex situation where you're taking away from the better games because the newer one is, is new and making you money. Yeah, I just the reason we're so hard on Elden Ring because it is a good game, and if you yeah. haven't played it, I honestly think you should play it. It's a it's a good experience. Yeah. The reason we're so hard on it is because it got all these ten out of tens, and it's not as good 
as its predecessors in the same exact genre made by the same exact studio. Mm-hmm. And those games didn't get 10 out of 10, so it doesn't make any sense. It really Dark doesn't. Dark Souls 3, in, in my opinion, is a better game than Elden Ring from start to finish. I agree, and I think that Dark Souls 1 is better than Dark Souls 3. And I respect that opinion, though I disagree. And so I think that, I mean, for me, both of those games are better than Elden Ring. And, I mean, Dark that Souls 3 is, is like is just such a good game. And the problem is like you come from that and you're expecting more of the same. And then you can really pinpoint it to like open world and I'm mean, open world is really like the, the key here. It's too big. No one wants that. Uh, whoever, like I've talked to people and they say, Oh, it's immersive when I'm, when you're riding your horse across the landscape and it's the opposite for me. I don't want to look at a fucking dusty field. I want to be in a cool area and all the areas in, in dark souls are cool because they're, meticulously crafted and then these areas like i can't i can just imagine someone in a fucking map maker program like making it like behind the scenes and it's just like yeah this next 500 meters is a big empty fucking field in a valley and there's two monsters in it so it's like why for what they have to spend all this like programming time just making like cave walls that are like valley walls that you literally never have to see or interact with and there's no reason to go over there because it's probably not a good enough item because the items are so plentiful because you have to get good items from somewhere and they put them in fucking churches so that everyone can get them you know where to get them there's no reason to go searching for good items because you're bound to get some because they have to balance it by putting them in like well-known places instead of off the beaten path except for rare occasions obviously i'm being i'm exaggerating but um, again, these are all flaws that could have been prevented. I don't know really why they went down this path. I think it's a competent game. I think it's worth a playthrough. I did put 120 hours into it and I enjoyed it. I liked my playthrough, but these are problems that I had the whole way that I think they instituted that were just like direct departures from their formula. That's already very good. It feels unfinished to me. Yeah. Like they didn't fully, not that anything's broken, not that it's glitchy, not that it's buggy, but that they, the ideas aren't fully thought out. Like, they added the jump attack, but they didn't really think about how that's going to change the combat system mm-hmm. and how it inevitably made it significantly easier because you can close the gap and use your strongest attack at the same time. Yeah. An attack that's supposed to leave you open. I mean, and, and like, the, the jump attacks in the older game are very committal. I'm, I've rarely used them because it was the bosses were so deadly that I would just, like, want to hit one or two times and get out and protect myself. They were actually excellent in PvP because you could use it to read a roll. If you knew somebody was going to roll, you just jump attack first, and you're just going to catch them at the end of the roll. It's going to yeah. track them perfectly. It was great for that. Yeah. But they were, like, difficult to use because you'd press, like, forward attack at the same time or something stupid. It was dumb. Yeah, or, like, you'd have to be sprinting, and you'd have to press forward and attack at the same time. It was it was a little bit – but, again, I can't help but think that, like, weird convoluted things like that where it's, like, sure, it's tricky and annoying in the game, and maybe a couple times you died from not jumping correctly because it's a wonky jumping system in the other games. But I don't think it was really that bad. And yeah, I thought the that... issue there is that they had a jump when they knew they had a wonky jump, jumping system. Like, why do I have to jump here? Yeah. Like, why in Beta Chaos do I have to jump when you know that jumping is stupid? And yeah, dumb why not just make, like, a very risky path to go over? Yeah, like, you what, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like in the middle of a boss fight, why am I platforming in Dark Souls? Exactly. Anyway. So but that's, like, the, a weird design choice. In, they didn't do a good job in Elden Ring. They didn't. They were like, I see what they were trying to do. They are like, let's make it so that you could jump easier, because jumping sucks in the other games. I agree, but... They didn't think it through all the way, and it changes the game so much, and that's yeah. why you had a shitty jump for all the other games. Well, you have a shitty jump in those games, but there's really also not a lot of areas for you to jump to. Exactly. 
they like, designed around it. It was thought through. It's like, all right, we have a yeah. shitty jump, but we don't need a good one. And I think part of the weird jumping thing that they also had to change in this is now that like fall damage is like non-existent basically in Elden Ring. Yeah, it's instant death or nothing. It's weird. Yeah, but it's also like a huge gap where you just don't take any damage. Where yeah. because you have this jump, they like let you go vertically a lot more, which is weird because in the other games it was like even small drops would do damage to your health. Um, yeah. And I kind of preferred it that way because you can't take shortcuts. Again, it works so well in the level design where, like, if there's a ladder, you fucking have to take it because you can't hit that gap without taking a ton of damage. And, and there you was have like less flask, so damage is meaningful. Yes, and there was so many points where it was like, oh, there is a guy below me one level, and, and I could like take the risk of doing this. And if like maybe if I hit the plunging attack, which is a specialty attack that doesn't exist anymore. If I hit the plunging attack, it'll probably do a ton of damage. It's like a huge benefit. I'll take some in the meantime, but this damage is worth it because I could clean this guy out without having to fight him and potentially take more damage. So there was like cool things like that where the plunging attack existed. I mean, specifically in Dark Souls 1, you use it right away. It's like a mechanic, you know, baked into the game that you use on the Asylum Demon right away. And that's just like gone. There's no plunging attack. You just sort of like do your jump attack. It doesn't do anything special. Yeah, except beat the game. Yeah, you beat the entire game with it. So, yeah, I mean, um, oh, another thing that I, I, I am just, like, better at the game than a lot of people. I know it's conceded, but, like, I remember, oh, you know what? Uh, like, the I'll get back to that in a second. The a, a big portion of Elden Ring, I think, also succeeded because it was, like, just in the zeitgeist of gaming for a long time. And I think it came out at a really good time, like, not on, not of its own accord, nothing that it had control of, but, like, YouTube is huge right now. TikTok is huge. And it's so easy for people to consume media about games that they like without even really knowing. And I would constantly see TikToks. Oh, it's me fighting this boss in Elden Ring. Like everyone was playing Elden Ring when it came out. And it was like this fun experience where the other games didn't really have this, where when you would summon someone, it was like just some random dickhead. And it was like a fun like user experience. But in this game, First of all, there was like a billion messages left on the ground because there were so many people playing. But also you'd compare to your friends. Oh, did you beat Godric yet? Oh no, dude, I'm doing this. Oh, did you do this yet? It's like all my friends were playing it. It was really interesting that we were all doing it at the same time. I think that really helped like the narrative around that the game is good because everyone was like enjoying it together and experiencing these things together. Yeah, I think that the game benefits greatly from the brilliant uh, multiplayer system that Dark Souls has always had. I think it's it's genius because they just like kind of let it evolve by itself yeah. in a certain type of way. Like even in the early Dark Souls, the PvP, like the people bow to each other and stuff. There's like a there's like a chivalry involved, mm -hmm. and that's not like enforced in any way, shape, or form in the game. Like you're supposed like if you drink your flask in combat with someone, that's like fucked up. Yeah, because <laughs> invaders can't drink flasks. So, but that still is it's like common that people won't drink their flasks in PvP. It yeah. evolves in a certain way because like humans just do that. So you don't need to design every single aspect of something. You can just let the human design the rest. Yeah. I agree entirely. And like, that's been, that's like a, a, a hangover from the older games where that was already developed and it sort of like still came back around, which is interesting to see that it like, even with this mass influx of people playing the game that they still were like, Oh yeah, there's like rules to PVP and you sort of follow them. Obviously people break them and not everyone does. Yeah. It, um, it's still such a cool, feature but yeah I, I don't know if i would have had as much fun if i wasn't like clicking into my friend's game and watching him and seeing like oh i'm further than you oh dude i beat this boss with um you know an anchor and you beat it with magic oh i i had an easy time with this boss i think you're gonna have a hard time with it and like that was i think 
uh, an underrated part of like why it was so good. Being able to play it fresh and new when everyone was playing it was super cool. And also being good at the game for me is like fun because I'd say that I'm further than someone or that I beat a boss very easily. And that was another point of contention for me. I remember people being like, yeah, Millennia or whatever is the hardest boss in the game. She's such a cool end game boss. I literally beat her in two tries and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I guess she's supposed to be hard. I, dude, I have it. I have a clip of it on my TikTok. It's me. I had the mimic that is my character and literally they spawn with your stats and it would be two guys with the strongest armor, two handing, uh, a rusty anchor jump oh attacking her. And we literally beat her into submission. There was a point where it was like, I would jump attack. He would jump attack. I would jump attack. And we just like staggered <laughs> her. I have a video of it, dude. I like completely spanked her. It was like me That's and my twin insane. went. And I was like, you could say whatever you want. People like to say, oh, I don't use summons or whatever. Fuck you. I beat the, like it's in the game. If yeah. You can like set your own challenges or whatever and fight her naked. I don't give a shit, but I clowned her instantly. It was no yeah, fucking problem Yeah, you can do a level one, level one run of Final Fantasy VIII too if you want, but. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, it's like people are so weird about that shit. But I mean, I people say she was tough, but I I walked in and I and I summoned my guy and we beat the brakes off her. <laughs> so I was like, that <laughs> that was fun. I get to feel superior to people because I I mean, I remember, um I beat the two. I did everything mostly solo too. I just had my personal summons. I didn't really bring people into it because I didn't really care. Um, but I I like beat. There's like a specialty boss it was like these two gargoyles in noxtella that you can fight and i beat them and then i i went into my buddy magic's man world and i helped him beat them and that was fun because you can like choose to go in with your friends which you couldn't really do in games before i don't think yeah it's great that they improved it so you could actively play with friends if you want to so that was really cool and i've heard a lot of cool stories about people saying like oh yeah my brother jumped on for the days to help me fight this boss and i think that's a cool feature because it's like sort of like an enhanced multiplayer they didn't have before yeah it's very cool i really like that they have they found some way to make they built a community of multiplayer in what is primarily a single player game it's quite the accomplishment yeah so i mean they do a lot of cool things like that and i think there's like a like a structure of cool ideas i think they took too much away from from the dark souls formula and i think making it open world was a a mistake yeah i agree but unfortunately it sold like fucking hotcakes so they're probably gonna continue to do stuff like that another problem is like it took it was like a huge development time it was like a massive undertaking and you have to make all these assets and things and like i just can't help but feel like it's not worth it or we're gonna be seeing less content because it's such a huge undertaking to to do yeah. Um, but but who knows about that? So, my final takeaway is there's a lot of flaws, and as a Dark Souls veteran, I expect a lot more of it. I would say it's like a seven out of ten game. I don't know why it got a ten out of ten. There's a, there's a couple of really cool moments, but I don't. I think that these moments are outshined by moments that have already happened in one, two, and three. I would agree. I'd say I give it an eight out of ten. I'd say the mistake that it makes doesn't make it like unplayable. It doesn't make it bad it just makes it worse than its predecessor yeah it's still a better game than most of the games out there yes and that's a great way to put it where we're comparing it against the magnitude of dark souls one two and three which are phenomenal games some of the best games ever made and so, yeah like, that's and your competition comparing you it, that, like, exactly and since it's another it's by the same company and they have those building blocks there to take the missteps that they have is strange um and that's why i think that deserves a lower score because it has the building blocks and it has the bones of, of having this like really cool systems in place. And they sort of tweaked them in, in a bad way. And I think that it, it could have done better. Yeah. It got 10 out of 10 by a bunch of people that don't even fucking play games. They all suck. Yeah. It was strange, especially like right after it came out again, it took me 120 hours to beat over like fan. 
over over weeks and weeks that I put in doing long sessions and like there was like the day it came out 10 out of 10 I was like you cannot have experienced this entire game and I think that that's like a weird thing that people don't count like there is like um like I got tired of it near the end again and yeah it's like there's like there's they only... thought I have this horse I can ride past because <laughs> I don't want to do it exactly like you, there is like a, a an over an over abundance of of content there I mean it happens to me in Dark Souls like the other games as well. I, I think it happened to me in Dark Souls 3 at like the Grand Archives, which is right before the end of the game. So thank God I didn't really have too much more to do. You like go and fight those, the twin, the twin princes. And then there's like really only like one or two bosses after that that you have to do to like finish the game, I think. Yeah. Or, like one more dungeon really. So, but in this, it was like, I was, I was bored of the game. Like by the time I got to the mountaintop of the giants, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to just like clean house and be done. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, I think that's, it's a good game. Um, compared to all other games, compared to Dark Souls games, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much my take on that. I wish it did more. I wish it did stuff different. <laughs> but that's that on that, dude. That's Elden Ring for me. So for you. So uh, that's all I got. Yeah. I think we nailed it. All right. Until next time. This is Bone Robot Games podcast. Tree Bone and Ice. I'll see you later. Goodbye and good night.